0: Welcome back to Locked On Bears. This Thursday episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. As always, I'm your host, Lauren Cox, from Pro Football Focus and USA Today's BearsWire.com, and I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears talk on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Today's episode will be 100% focused on wide receiver Dontrell Inman, bringing you everything you need to know about the newest Chicago Bears receiver. We will hear from the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator who gives his perspective on the new addition to their offense, and we'll go through a full scouting report of the veteran wide receiver edition before wrapping up with a more general look at what this trade means and what this team can expect from their new wide receiver. Let's start by just talking through the actual news here. The Chicago Bears traded a conditional 7th round pick to the San Diego Chargers for wide receiver Dontrell Inman. He is listed at six foot three, 200 pounds, he's 28 years old, Will turn 29 this offseason, played his college ball at Virginia, been with the San Diego Chargers, turned Los Angeles Chargers for the last four seasons. Up to this point this year, his role has certainly diminished. He's played 39 snaps in four games this season, and more recently, he's been battling a hamstring injury that has kept him out of the last two games, and ultimately, his role kind of diminished from what had been a a big sort of breakout season in 2016. The Chargers had some injuries at the wide receiver position that forced Inman into a larger role, and he was largely successful in it. He had 58 catches for 810 yards with four touchdowns to go with, and last season he was Pro Football Focus's 32nd highest-graded wide receiver in the league. Not bad for a guy who had less than 600 yards to his name, leading up to that point. Big breakout season for him was followed up with that disappointing 2017. The Chargers were reportedly seeking a trade for him this preseason before the 53-man roster cutdowns. They kept him around, never really found space for him in their offense, and so the Chicago Bears were able to strike up a deal for this wide receiver who has some proven production on offense. He's also played a little bit of special teams. This season he's done some punt coverage and a little bit of blocking on the punt return team, and last season he did a, a tiny bit of kickoff coverage and some blocking on the kickoff return team. So he has some ability to contribute on special teams in addition to what he offers on offense, but part of why he was available for a seventh round pick even beyond just his diminished role his contract is set to expire at the end of the season, and he will enter unrestricted free agency when the new league year starts. So just an initial reaction to this trade. I mean, obviously Chicago Bears fans have been wanting a, a trade for a wide receiver, and maybe you guys were surprised that it wasn't Martavis Bryant. You know, that was the sort of the name that kept getting floated out there, but the Steelers have played pretty hardball with that and they kinda of came out and even said he's not on the trade block, which really means, hey, send us better trade offers and now he's already being called inactive for their next game. But obviously Martavis Bryant is a stealer and he's probably going to remain a stealer. But Dontrell Inman is a Chicago Bear. And uh trading a, a conditional seventh round pick for somebody like this is a it's one of those Ryan Pace moves. You know, it's not it's not gonna change the world for this team necessarily, but it's a good smart savvy trade for a guy that can come in and and be a productive wide receiver in this offense again at a position that is lacking so severely here. I mean, you can't often get guys that had 60 catches, 800 yards for a seventh-round pick, and, and Ryan Pace was able to do so. You know, not as though Inman is a proven talent necessarily, but he's certainly a more proven talent than Tanner Gentry or Trey McBride, and certainly he comes in right now probably as the second most purely in terms of purely talent, the second most talented receiver on this team. He and Kendall Wright are probably at a similar level. Kendall Wright has obviously had health issues in the past and randomly hasn't been able to find as much playing time in the last couple games. But now offensive coordinator Dow Loggins has some different options here at the wide receiver position, some different skill sets, some guys that can do a little bit of everything and, and maybe some other things stronger than others. And and Loggins was able to give some of his perspective on Inman on Wednesday when he spoke with the media. Obviously, you're not going to get an offensive coordinator to go too far in depth on a player he just traded for who wasn't even in the building yet, but he did sort of speak to what it takes to bring in somebody like this, how long it can take for them to be truly involved and comfortable in the offense and sort of what he foresees from his new wide receiver moving forward. So take a listen to what Dowell Loggins had to say talking to reporters on Wednesday. I know it's pending a physical, but what do you guys see in Inman and uh, how similar is the Chargers offense to you in terms of how quick he can pick stuff up? Yeah,
1: you know, I, uh, I have watched I have watched some tape on him, obviously, uh, when this this thing was going down. I just saw a smart, savvy player that uh, should be able to provide some leadership. and. Um, you know, in our room, and in a young room, and we need that type figure right now to help these guys out. You know, unfortunately, the way the game's going, uh, we get a third turnover, and we're on the 38, and Mitchell comes out, we throw a first down pass, we're gonna have first and 10 on the 28, and we have an illegal formation. And th- those things can't happen. We gotta eliminate those things. And, um, you know, maybe another veteran presence in the room, uh, a guy that's played in the NFL and played with a good quarterback, it's gonna help everyone. It'll help that group and help Mitchell. In terms of generally speaking, how tough is it for that position? In here to learn learning new offense
0: and get them up to speed and ready to go out there, and you you basically give them just a set of plays,
1: or how does the whole process work? Well, well, that's just, it's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult to bring a guy in. Sometimes uh, it's, you know, it's obviously advantageous to go through training camp and go through OTAs and uh, build chemistry and timing and learn the playbook and really own the playbook and understand it. Um, we're dealing with some of those pains right now at that position. and So we'll get him in here. We'll assess where he's at, figure out what he can and can't do. Uh, I think it's too early right now without talking to him or meeting him uh, to figure out what that role will be at this point.
0: So Inman's role is still to be determined, but obviously he's going to add a, a boost of talent to a Chicago Bears offense that is a, at least a part of this team's two-game winning streak as of late. And you can start a winning streak of your own with mybookie.ag. MyBookie is an online sportsbook that's built themselves a very solid reputation because they've been involved in this business for years. That being said, they have a brand new mobile site now too that keeps them up to date and fresh, and it makes it easy to bet on the go. No matter where you are, you've got a little mini casino in your pocket on your smartphone. MyBookie also offers live and in-game betting too, so there's tons of different ways to get in on the action. Whether you want to bet against the spread or get in on the over-under, MyBookie has plenty of ways for you to play and win. Join now and use the promo code On when you sign up. That's one word, Locked On, and use that code and MyBookie will give you up to a 100% match on your first deposit. Plus, with MyBookie, when you start winning, you get your cash back very quickly. They get your money turned around in just two business days. So use the promo code Locked On and start your own winning streak with MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. But obviously, the trade for Inman here is an important addition of talent to this offense at a position that was definitely lacking it. And just to to go a little bit more in depth here on what Dontrell Inman offers in terms of the wide receiver position, I want to turn to a a friend of the show here, Michael Kist, who is the host of Locked On Eagles here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He also writes for Inside the Pylon, but he is a student of the Scouting Academy and does some work for them over there. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael J Kist but the scouting academy they're basically like school for scouts they let in you know you can sign up for their classes and they've got a lot of you know NFL coaches and scouts and executives and all that working and they teach their students how to scout the game and how to really understand football and so through Michael's work over there he was asked to put together a scouting report on Dontrell Inman last year and so he was able to share that with me and I want to share that now with you, Michael Kist's scouting report for Dontrell Inman again via his work at the Scouting Academy. I want to thank Michael again for sharing that with us. I won't read his very in-depth and detailed scouting report word for word here, but I did pull out some highlights here in terms of strengths, weaknesses, and sort of an overall evaluation of what Inman offers as receiver. So in terms of strengths these will all be quotes from Michael Kist's scouting report. Just sort of pulled the, the the key notes here. So strengths. Lanky frame possessing good athletic ability dependent on deep speed and good acceleration. Excels on double moves. Maintains good acceleration through chained breaks to keep defensive backs from disrupting at break points. So what that means is if he's running a route with with not necessarily even a double move, but multiple moves, if he's going like a post and then to a dig, he maintains acceleration through chained breaks, meaning that he doesn't slow down to change to change direction there. He's able to, you know, if he has to slow, if he slows down, it allows the defensive back to step up and get physical with him. And as Michael points out, he maintains his acceleration through those breaks to keep defensive backs from disrupting at those breaks. But continuing on, quoting the scouting report here. Solid hands, comfortable extending at, above, and below eyes, decent sideline awareness and solid body control to collapse inbounds, drag his feet, and contort to catch balls behind and low. Solid concentration and courage over the middle exposes himself by fully extending with incoming contact and shows solid competitive toughness as a willing blocker. So that sort of gives you a picture here of some of the positives of what this wide receiver offers. Clearly, speed, vertical passing game, good hands, some body control and awareness, things you want to see added to the Chicago Bears offense. But of course, Inman has some weaknesses as well, and I will now read you those from Michael Kist's scouting report. Often lacks a plan of attack against press and is easily stacked and squeezed on go routes. Struggles frequently against patient corners that stay home for his stutter step and disrupt the route stem with physicality before and at the break point. Marginal play strength. Unable to disengage against physical corners. Gets jolted by defenders' hands on jams. Occasionally lets ball into body on catches at numbers and possesses inconsistent reaction time on short area throws. Frequently tackled on first contact. So clearly here, we have a a vertical receiver, someone who does his best work perhaps before the catch, a guy that can use some long speed to get open vertically, maybe throw a double move in there, run some nice routes up the field, isn't afraid to go across the field, but certainly is more of a north-south guy. He's not a guy that's very physical, like Michael points out his he, he's he's a little bit lanky and, and not doesn't have a lot of functional physical strength and and when guys jam him at the line of scrimmage it's difficult for him to get to that speed and to separate from a, a cornerback that is physical with him he's also not a guy that necessarily makes a lot of guys miss after the catch as Michael pointed out frequently tackled on first contact he's he's more of a, a possession receiver someone who's got speed. But isn't necessarily going to make five guys miss after the catch to be that true home run threat. So overall, Michael Kist describes Inman as quote, a starting fourth wide receiver you can win with that excels from the slot with acceleration and straight line speed. Fits a vertical passing scheme. The Bears don't exactly have a a vertical passing scheme, but clearly he will add something that was missing with Trey McBride and Tanner Gentry. I mean, there's some similarity in that description, I think, to Marcus Wheaton. But I think even more so, I would say he's a, a less physical Cam Meredith. And that's sort of on, on the best case scenario there. I think at best, I think he's maybe slightly more vertical and certainly a less physical Cameron Meredith. And at worst here, I mean, really... If he doesn't prove to be much, the Bears might not even have to give up that seventh round pick. And what it does do is it allows Ryan Pace to get an advanced scouting report on an upcoming free agent at wide receiver, someone that maybe Ryan Pace had his eyes on to potentially sign this offseason. Now he gets him in Chicago ahead of time, gets to see how how he handles himself at practice how he t- takes care of his body physically, how he does all of the things that you can't get from a distance and that you can't necessarily get in a scouting report. You know, I think in terms of what to expect from Inman here in Chicago, the hamstring injury plus the fact that he is joining this team halfway through the week, I am guessing he is not going to play this week against the New Orleans Saints. I would be very surprised If he's active and if he is active, if he gets more than a couple snaps, the Bears could have one or two plays ready for him. But I think largely they want to let him fully recuperate and get to 100% and go into the bye week that follows this New Orleans Saints game and make his debut the week after against the Green Bay Packers. You know, this was a guy that back in 2015 with the Chargers, he was mostly an outside receiver. I think PFF had him at 71% of his snaps that year were lined up on the outside and then in 2016 his his big year last year with 800 yards and and 50 60 catches he becomes more of that slot guy like Michael Kiss talked about 45 percent of his snaps came on the outside last year as opposed to 71 the year before that being more of that slot guy and I think he's a guy that can do both kind of like we saw with Cam Meredith and a little bit of Marcus Wheaton I mean largely I, I think He's sort of here to make up for both the injury to, well, I guess the injuries to both Wheaton and Meredith, but also just sort of the disappointment that Marcus Wheaton has been since he, when he was healthy. But long term, you know, if this is the kind of move that works out and he comes in and has a big year and fits into this offense, Inman kind of fits this mold that the bears are starting to show of maybe not having a true number 1 wide receiver on this team but if they build this up to have a group of 3 or 4 you know number 2 type wide receivers and you know they won't have that one guy that can take over but if they have four guys that are all very talented players that require attention from the coverage it's almost just as good as as having one guy that that you know demands a double team. When you have uh, you go you go by strength of numbers here, rather than trying to hit a home run uh, and find your big time playmaking receiver. Sometimes you can just win the battle by having a, a group of talented guys that all offer different skill sets to try and attack an opponent. And Inman, I think, fits into that. Just sort of moving forward, you could see him and, and Cameron Meredith and Kendall Wright and maybe another draft pick or another free agent. All kind of guys that can make an impact and can play off of having each other on the field and just offer your rookie quarterback another option to throw to and another option to play with. I think it's up to Dowell Loggins to find the proper role for him and to to use him in a way that's going to be successful for this offense the way we haven't seen the last couple weeks. You know, last week with Kendall Wright playing only eight snaps and the Bears only passing seven times— you know, it's up to logins now. Okay, Ryan Pace got you a wide receiver. Open up this playbook a little bit more. Get your rookie quarterback reading defenses like he has proven he can do at a decent level. Less of this predetermined stuff. Now you have guys, in theory, more talent at the position that can get open to already go with the young players that you have in Gentry and Trey McBride that you're at least encouraged about. And you can finally try and find different ways to get guys open downfield. I mean, I think it's clear that Inman and Kendall Wright are the two most talented wide receivers on this offense right now. I mean, Tanner Gentry has a lot of potential, and Trey McBride, I think, does too. But right now, the two guys that have had extremely productive NFL seasons are Inman and Wright. And so now there's there's more pressure to get a passing offense going. You can't hide behind, well, there's not talented wide receiver. There's still not great talented wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. Inman is not here to solve all of their receiver problems, but it's certainly an added boost. Someone who has proven to be productive in this league and can offer you perhaps more consistent talent than was already here. You know, the fans, you guys got what you wanted here. The Chicago Bears traded for a wide receiver and they added talent at a position that was missing it. And, you know, maybe this isn't necessarily a sign from Ryan Pace saying, they're making a playoff push per se. I mean, not that they're not trying to win. That's not my point at all. But I think some people were taking this as a the ultimate win now move to show, hey, the Bears believe that they're they're destined for the playoffs. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think this is taking a an extremely low risk flyer on a talented wide receiver that upgrades your position that might only cost you a seventh round pick or maybe nothing if he isn't a certain level of productivity. We don't know the details of the conditional trade ...with that draft pick, but certainly at the very least, like I said, Ryan Pace gets an advanced scouting on a wide receiver that he potentially could be interested in free agency, and maybe he, Dontrell Inman, takes a liking to Mitchell Trubisky and wants to be in Chicago once he sees what this team is starting to put together, but again... That's going to come down to the offensive coordinator getting these players in a position to be successful, calling plays that puts his quarterback and his wide receiver in position to be productive, and certainly just game planning a full four quarters of effective offensive football. Like I said, it's not this isn't a necessarily a game-changing or season-changing move, but it's important and a solid one, I think, to add talent at the wide receiver position not necessarily a sign of a of a big playoff push but to me it still feels like a good reason to bear down